Did you hear that beautiful sound a little bit ago? All those children chattering. Yeah, that's life. That's new life. That's continued life. If you don't have that, you're in trouble as a church. So I am so, so grateful for them and having children. <clears throat> and um, yeah, 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 yeah. Little um, Silas sitting on the podium. And I don't know why. He'll, he'll watch me and connect with me, you know, which is kind of unusual. But he'll, even while he's sitting there smiling, looking at me. And so, yeah. Yeah, priceless. That's just so cool. So, so good. Last week, I shared out of this chapter in um, Jane Hammond's book, Declarations for Breakthrough. I highly recommend this. It's been such a, it's not difficult to read. It's very insp inspirational. She's very uh, prophetic out of uh, Christian International. Um, they're a true and tried uh, ministry. They've been along, around a long time, world, worldwide. And, and uh, I've, I've received a lot of things from different people out of their realm over, over a lot of years. And um, so Jane's come along. I did not know her earlier than, than this and this book. And I don't know who recommended. Did you recommend it to me, Mary? Did I, somehow I just kind of clicked with it. I found this. Um, there was a reference to it. Anyways, I got bought it, started reading. And... Um, I was. I had this thought as I began to read. I'm like, my goodness, if if our church as a church could grab a hold of this realm, do an upgrade of making declarations and move out of having opinions and good ideas for things. Do you know how prone we are to that? We are... We are a um, self-help culture. There's always a, a help. There's always a, a fix. And words of wisdom are priceless. That, that, it's great. But I've more and more been holding back on all of my great ideas. They're great ideas. Suggestions. But people need... What they need, they need a word of the Lord. And even sometimes the way we pray, we're still approaching heaven in the wrong way. We are. We're still going to heaven as if we're orphans and not sons and daughters. If you're, you have any age at all to you and you have sons and daughters, they don't knock when they come to your house, right? Right? Not normally. Come in. They open the refrigerator. They help themselves to whatever. And if you have a good relationship with them, with your children, as I hope all of you do, you don't regret that. You love it. They can just about, you know, whatever. You just love that they come. You, they, you love that place that you have. Even at times when it's like, all right, you know, but... Where's my stuff? We need to adopt that with going to heaven and stop assuming we're separated. Once we have made things right with the Lord, 
He wants you to be a son. He wants you to be a daughter, even with your issues. Especially with with your issues, where do you think they're going to get changed at? Staying away more or getting closer to him? The next time that you have an occasion to... um, what is it we do to ourselves and how we feel when we've made the same mistake again, the same issue again, the same temper flared up, the same thing flared up, you hate it, you're like, you know, and what is that thing you do? The next time you do that, draw closer, not further away. Because it always tends to cause us to back off. And uh, is it not true when your little ones, when they've done something wrong, when they haven't told you the truth, when, how do you know? Because you can, you can see the behavior change, right? And you say, what's wrong? And they say, nothing. If you're, if you're a good parent, you're like, uh, no, <laughs> something's wrong. Something's going on. Something's happened. You're going to have that look on their face where they're sneaking, hiding something. You, you know, because you're a parent, do you want them to stay away from you? No. You want that thing removed. That's what you want. You want them to talk about it so that this can get removed. You want them to even confess something. Really, if you're a good parent, a good father, once that confess so that we can get it out of the way, not so that there can be punishment or more separation. That's a good father. A good father forgives easily once you free, once you're not hiding things, once you're coming. So if we could make a transition, Phyllis is doing this class, and, and I've been so blessed by how many people are coming to that, and uh, that we move beyond, um, we all, we're very, we always say, I'm praying for you, like that's a good thing, but I just want you to do an adjustment, like bump up a little bit and make a declaration for them. It's a step up. This is where our real power is. There's um, Dave Hayes. Uh, He goes by the name Praying Medic. has been on social media and on Telegram and different places. Um, Through the... uh, transition and all the stuff that's happened um, um, and as the Patriots rose up and social media uh, the, 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 the you know the um, citizen journalists rose up and we started following people that were telling us the truth instead of the, the mainstream media uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a big deal you understand we've about wiped out the mainstream just by not listening to them anymore they're, they're, they're going broke. This is the truth. They're going broke. Their followers are they're pathetic numbers. If they weren't on life support, they wouldn't even exist. Do you understand? They are subsidized by different groups and people that have agendas. They, they don't support themselves. Why every time you went to an airport is CNN on the, on the screens? Because that's paid for. It's not because they're the number one news network. It was because they, that all that was paid for, controlled, and we were inundated with news and things, and it changed our psychic. It affects us. 
So Dave Hayes is one of many, many, many citizen journalists researching things. He did um, things on the Q posts, uh, the Q board. Uh, he would explain those things. He proclaims, he says himself, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and he's not. He's very, he, he investigates things in the sense that he's not ridiculous. He looks for truth, looks for that. And then he also has a healing ministry because he truly was a, a medic that began to pray for healings and saw many and saw healings begin. So he has a whole ministry in that. He's begun to write books and he has this really neat way of approaching things. Healing made simple. I have that book. It's very good. And then he's just released another book on uh, authority and something else. There's two words there. Something in authority. And um, I was listening to an interview. He was on Elijah Streams just the other day. And it is such a great presentation of this whole thing. He just lays it out line upon line of what our position is in Christ and how we just we need a change about how we approach things. We have this place and this position with heaven and things we need to step into that. You can affect things by just where you stand, how, how you view them, and what you decree, and what you release with your mouth and your lips. So in this subject of divine reversals, and I found this in uh, chapter 6 of, of this book, and she used the reference of Deuteronomy 23.5. It says, the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. How many of you would like to have a curse turned into a blessing? I find it's a lot of people. Like this language, this, this defines a lot of people and what they're going through. And as we stand and believe for healing and believe for divine health and believe for a change in our finances, believe for breakthroughs in our relationships, believe for all of these things, there, it, and in fact, what we're asking for, what we need to happen is a reversal to the damage that's been done, right? So um, I went through this process, my own little world here, my own little uh, life, and uh, what to do, I was diagnosed with arthritis in my neck, incurable, right out of the doctor's mouth. But we can't do anything about this, can't fix this, okay? You can try this, we just, now we just manage pain. That's pretty much what I was told. And that's kind of where it goes. And so I'm not the only one suffering from arthritis. And arthritis is damage that's done to joints and bones. And so I didn't know how to pray. And I kept saying to Phyllis, I, I, I don't know, and people have prayed over me, and I'm like, I, I, I need to have a place to stand. Don't just, y'all need to have, you all need to know for yourself what the key is and what you need to pray. There's a prayer of utterance that needs to come out of you. And we often are, on a search for this special person with an anointing, and those are amazing people with prayer, you know, ministries, healings and miracles and signs and all that. But I really believe, and especially if you're going to keep it, you still need to get a word. You still need to know how to stand in something. And so I'm like, do I need a healing? Like, what do you? What is this? What do you call this? You know, 
Like I'm thinking if I'm sick, I need healed, but this is damage and pain. And so I, I work through this. I prayed for a long time just waiting. I would in my utterance, Lord, give me a sign, give me a word. And it's how I walk. I walk and just pray simple prayers. And just, they're my utterance. Like I'm just muttering this to the Lord all the time. Not in faithful, faithlessness, but looking for the answer. And as soon as I, the question comes again, I, I re-up that. I, I send the email again, you know. Lord, help me with this. I didn't, I didn't get it yet. You may have sent it, but I didn't get it. You know, that thing. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the case with a lot of us. It was sent, but we didn't get it yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great, that's, that's a whole message in itself, isn't it? And I, I finally start to get words for how to pray for myself, to curse the arthritis. It needs, like, hey, be picked up, cast in the sea, right? Or cancer, or whatever else you're faced with, the reality of that, it needs stop. But there's a little bit more to the story. Because that, being in your body, has caused damage. Or applied to your finances, or applied to your relationships. Yeah. Sometimes you make things right in a relationship, but now you've got to deal with the damage that was done by mistrust, betrayal, or offense, or something that really went bad. Some relationships take away a time to heal, Yes. Can't just wave a magic wand over those things. But it can be healed, can be fixed, can be restored. Takes heaven, takes wisdom, takes the Lord helping us. And he's like, ask. Ask. Help. Wait on me. I'll tell you the secrets, the keys. And so I realized damage has been done, but how do I pray? And I began to pray for a reversal. This is my impossible prayer. I'm looking for the impossible in it. What's causing me to run from it? And it was this was the thing that, I mean, the doctor said it can't be cured. So the impossible prayer, the impossible part of it was restore the damage that's been done. I knew it was, I was on the right track. So when I turned to this recently and saw the and saw this title of this chapter, I'm like, Oh, that there it is. There's the word. And Jane Hammond released a word. And this woman, you know, she prophesies around the world. Like she's really, she's got, the Lord uses her. And she releases a word. When a word's released, you can, you can steal from it. You can tap into it. You know, it's like driving through a town and you see you've got Wi-Fi connection. And if it's not blocked, you grab it, use it, Right. And so a word is like that that the Lord gives. And if you see it and you have faith for it, grab it. It doesn't matter if it's not for you. If it's a good word from heaven, you are allowed to tap into it. And the father just goes, oh, that's cute. Well, we think there's some violation. Like, ha, ha, ha. You know, that thing where you're, that, you're not, that's not yours. Those aren't your toys. You're not allowed to play with them. He, his like this, there's plenty for everyone. When I give a word, it doesn't have to stick with for, be just for one person or one situation. If you have faith for it, steal it. How do you think we became believers in the first place? Gentiles, we were cooked. <laughs> but the gospel 
came to us. Even though we weren't his people. We didn't qualify. But because he sends his word out to the highways and the byways and the more he's rejected, the bigger he gives the off the gift of salvation. So we tapped into it, being undeserving, not even be, being born in the right way, right? We're not born into this. But he made a way for whosoever believes. And so tap into these words. And when you hear someone uh, in a situation, instead of hesitate, don't give your opinion first or your good word first. Hang on. Just hold it for a second. Number one, we all need to search for these things. Everybody does. And everybody can. We just kind of get lazy and want someone else to find it for us. There is that part of the body. Now, we need each other. I love the gifts functioning. We really do. We don't need less of that. But as individuals, we all need to realize you need to ask for your stuff. I say this to parents, you have wisdom for your children. If you don't have it, ask for it, because I believe God gives every parent wisdom for their children. If they'll just wait on the Lord, you're the one. And I, tr I try not to interfere, because it's all around me. All kinds of things like, I, I have my opinion about this, or my opinion about this, or don't do this with your kids, or don't do that with your kids, you know. And, and it's, it's so important for every parent to find that, every person. It's, it's initially your responsibility, but you have asked. God wants you to know. He wants you to have the wisdom. He wants you to know how to raise your children. He wants you to know how to manage your people. He wants to know how, how in the people in your sphere and realm of influence that you have wisdom of how to lead them, how to deal with them, how to, nurture, how to do your part and the role in their life. And so this word comes, and here, here's this thing where divine reversals, and we're, we all need this. We need restoration to where the damage has been done. The, we, you know, if, even if the disease is cursed, we still need the healing from the damage. We, we still need things changed. So she begins, she starts going through this. She just talks about it. We covered this. We get into um, uh, the, uh, the, the favor issue, and he, he, she taps into the story of Esther and Mordecai, and Esther has favor with the king. She goes before the king. He extends his favor to her. That was a risky, that was risky business, approaching the king without being invited. We, we don't have a mindset. We don't have a comprehension of it. But if you would approach the king without being invited, your life is in danger. So she took her life in her own hands to approach him, and Mordecai said to her, Esther, Uncle Mordecai, this is yours to do. If you don't deal with this, if you don't stand, if you don't take this chance to approach the king for this injustice that's going on, not only will you in the end lose your life, but your, all of your people will, your family will as well. Now, there's the chance it's going to cost you your life, but... Uncle Mordecai is saying, you don't, have a, you don't have a life anyways because this thing that's at work, it's going to take you out. 
It's designed to take you out. This goes so parallel with the world we're living in right now in America and the whole world, the deep state, and this, uh, this horrible, horrible agenda that is after us to kill us, to eliminate us. It's not a game. And that agenda has been at work for years and years. They're very patient. It affects how we think. It affects the decisions we make. And, and, and again, the propaganda, we're just surrounded with it. And so we have to rise up and, and get truth and get wisdom and get discernment. And there are people, as the Lord takes us through these things, that the Lord gives assignments to. And sometimes it costs them dearly. It can cost you everything, but for such a time as this, and so if you have favor to approach the king, now you have to make a decision how you're going to spend your favor. Are you going to ask for things you've been waiting for all your, all your life? Or are you going to ask for this thing that's so difficult for your people to be saved? So she gets favor, she spends it well, she gets favor from him, and um, Jane goes on to start talking about, about the favor that was on them and people they have prayed for and how they've changed this, this reversal of, of things. And this one story that I finished up with last week was a story where there were x-rays and the x-rays were bad. The woman was on her way to the hospital because the x-rays she had in hand, when she got there, they took a second set of x-rays of pictures. And when, she, when the doctor read them, he went, what you came here for is gone. Because uh, um, Jane and her husband Tom prayed. prayed. They released a declaration, a reversal a reversal of this of this thing and when it got i mean what what an authenticated miracle when the doctor is like oh you don't have this tumor anymore I forget what the what it was exactly and and so it's real it's real stuff i wanted to pick up here in the new testament the words grace and favor come from the same greek word charis c h a r i s and often we don't associate favor with grace, but it is in that. So when the scripture says to come boldly before the throne, God's throne of grace, it is far more than just forgiveness of our sins. It is also a throne of favor. When you operate in favor and function in favor in front of the king, then you don't, you're not hesitant about asking for things. You just ask whatsoever. When you believe you have favor, when you understand your position as a son and as a daughter, when you come and believe, we sang this song, Gratitude. It's such a powerful key in there, you know. I don't have anything. What else do I have that I could give for a king, give to a king? But a heart that sings hallelujah. And when you understand the more you understand about God through revelation, the more you realize all the things we do, all the things we work so hard at accomplishing, 
what matters is faith and being and grateful, gratitude, worship. That, that's what moves him. You can accomplish great feats. It's like, uh, that award, that gold medal, that, yeah, what's all that? Here's what matters that you did that impacted me, that you had a heart of gratitude, that you developed in your life worship, and that you believe in me. I was reminded of, of a story that I read out of Imagine Heaven, that book about the NDE, the near-death experiences. And that first story is this young soldier he just gets word from the military they're going to put him through medical training. And he gets sick with pneumonia, I think it was, and he dies at the military facility uh, from pneumonia or whatever. He dies. X-ray, whatever they go to, they bring him back. from. He died. His experience was he saw himself leave his body, didn't, really didn't comprehend he was dead. Took him a while. Not funny. The reality, the existence on the other side is so real that the, the people that are experiencing, don't, they're like, who's that laying in that bed? They, they don't know. They passed into that. I'm like fascinated with that. Like, really? Wow. You think you'd know. And then by the Spirit, he went places on the earth and saw specific things that later would be an affirmation to him that this was real. To another city, to a street, to a, a place, a, a building with a sign, all, the, all that stuff. And then he moves into the realm of heaven and eventually encounters Jesus himself. All these people, when they encounter Jesus, no one has to explain it to them. <laughs> that also is amazing. Don't you feel like we're working so hard to explain Jesus to people? Or we're just fearfully even try? In heaven, no one has to give an introduction. There doesn't need to be a fanfare or anything. They encounter that presence and they're like, and are no matter who they are or what they've done, whether they're ready to be in heaven or not, they feel this overwhelming love like they've never felt in their entire life and are so attracted and so drawn to that without any teaching. Just, oh my God, I feel so accepted in his presence. And when this young soldier who goes on after this, after he comes back to life, uh, starts the Peace Corps like, that's a big deal. So way back in the year, that's who he was. This is a, an official, you know, a real story from a real person that did real things afterwards. When he encounters Jesus and the conversation begins, Jesus looks at him and asks him this one question. I was reminded of this yesterday, where, a place where we were at. Jesus looks at him and says, what have you done with your life that you can show me? What have you done with your life that you can show me? Now, some people that think they haven't done anything with their life have things they've actually done that gets to heaven. 
other people that feel like they've accomplished great things, none of it transfers up. Like, um, can't really use that award here. That accomplishment, that degree, uh, a, a, a B what? You know, like an M, you know. Those things aren't what matter there. It may matter here, but it doesn't matter there. The credentials, the, you know, what family you're born. Well, my last name is da-da-da. Heaven, what matters is through his eyes what you've done for him. You have, live your life like you have favor. It's part of grace. It's in the words, it's in the definition. The throne of favor, the throne of care, grace, favor, graciousness, joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, goodwill, benefit, loving kindness, gifts, rewards, strength, increase. It's all encapsulated in this word, charis, uh, that, we, that we translate <clears throat> as grace. And we're to come boldly to that throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The next thing that happens in the book of Esther is that um, this comes from, I believe, the king after she gets favor. He instructs them, you yourselves, when Esther approached the king again in order to have the decree of Haman revoked, the king responded with these words, you yourselves write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring for whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring, no one can revoke. That's a good word. Because Haman had let out a decree that would destroy all of the Jewish people at this time. So they do that, they write a decree, and some of you are writers and some of you are not. But do you have a fresh decree about your life? Like I even, like I don't tend to sit down and journal a lot and do this, and it's like, but there is a, such a movement of heart when you actually decree what you believe, what you want to see in your life when you release the word, release those words. And again, we're looking for someone else to do it for us. But could you take up the challenge to do it for yourself, to do, do your life? Uh, years ago, we made declarations about our church and shot arrows. And those are things that were set in place that we decreed that we would come into, that we would be, kind of church we would have. What decree did Esther and Mordecai write? They wrote a decree authorizing God's people to fight back. You have permission to fight. Now, sometimes this doesn't go with our normal Christian understanding turn the other cheek, that thing. But there's this place we've got to rise up and go, no, not on my watch. Not my church, not my nation, not my family, not my kids. 
like that's not bad when you rise up and you go, this is our land. That you stop just stepping aside for the enemy to take whatever that he wants. And there's, there's an increase in our whole nation, the whole world of rising up. And we're going to, in a short time, see the effects of that. One of the prophets said to the one with him, there are more with us than are against us. And then his eyes were open and he saw how many angels were with them. That's true of us right now. Feel outnumbered. Seems like they always win with their evil agendas. But there's more that are with us than are against us. And there are more of us than anybody wants to let out. They gave, had the permission to fight. They were allowed to destroy, kill, annihilate all the forces of any people or province that would assault them. I know this does not seem to go along with Jesus' admonition to turn the other cheek, she writes it. But this is not about fighting and destroying people. It is about overthrowing rulers of darkness. It is about unjust antichrist systems, antichrist means against Christ, that must turn around. We ha can have no mercy on the spirits of darkness, and that's in Deuteronomy 7, 1 through 7. We are not helpless or hopeless. We can always fight back by employing our spiritual weapons to, to see triumph. We are entering times of great victory, but we must partner with the, the Lord to see the reversals. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. If you're not allowed to fight, then how can you have a triumph? How, how do you win if you don't show up for the game? You know, like, you're allowed. You're called to rise up, fight for this stuff. Fight, stand in your, stand your place. And through us, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So we see the reversal of for the Jews manifested fully in the ninth chapter of Esther. It begins by saying, on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to overpower, gain the mastery over them, the reverse occurred, and instead the Jews overpowered, gained mastery over those who hated them. An entire nation was saved that day. At the moment of crisis, God turned everything around for his people. We are living in a similar time of divine reversal. God wants to turn things around for us. God wants to turn nations around in this tipping point moment. It looked as though the Jews were headed for disaster, but God turned it around for them. He will do the same for us. As a matter of fact, I heard the Lord say that this will be a boomerang season. In the message translation, Esther uh, 9.25 reads, When King Esther intervened with the king, he gave written orders that the evil scheme that Haman had worked out should boomerang back on his own head. Hannah built gallows to hang Mordecai. Haman. Haman built gallows to, to hang Mordecai, but he ended up being hanged on them himself. And not only was Haman destroyed, but his ten sons were also killed so they could not retaliate. 
God is going to cause every curse and every assignment thrown out from hell to turn right back upon the head of our spiritual enemy. God is going to turn curses into blessings for us because he loves us. Here is the United States of America. Here in the United States of America, God has determined to bring some significant divine reversals, turning us back to a place of righteousness and justice. There is a rising feeling of enough is enough. God is awakening his people from complacency and even raising up non-believing advocates for truth and righteousness in the media and marketplace who will be bold enough to take a stand and shift the status quo. In Esther 9, and I was reading through all of this, but uh, I'll just keep reading. Uh, in, in Esther, describes the Jews' celebration upon the defeat of their enemies, the initiation of the Feast of Purim, P-U-R-I-M. This annual event is also called the Holiday of Reversals. Oh, now that makes a lot more sense. And this is when this was initiated, when this whole... Uh, plan an agenda to wipe out the Jewish people that in no no short words that was what that was this was intended to to have all of them killed all of them destroyed that got reversed on them and took out not only Haman his 10 sons i mean it it he he cursed himself with what he intended to do to the Jews the decree of death and destruction was turned instead to blessing and promotion. Mordecai was placed second in rank to the king himself and was held in high esteem by his fellow Jews. He and Esther, in their positions of authority, had heightened potential to influence the future. Jesus came and personally defeated the decrees of death and destruction over our lives, the ultimate turnaround, so that we can live in personal divine reversal. The gospel is truly a divine reversal story. When the enemy called Jesus, nailed Jesus to the cross, he thought he had won. True. But the greatest divine reversal in all of history was already in progress. Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. God had a plan. After three days, Jesus turned death to life and tragedy to victory. He continues to do the same today. So she goes on. God is turning mourning to dancing and sorrow to joy. He is giving us beauty for ashes, the, joy of the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So we're familiar with this. Uh, this is Isaiah 61, uh, I think. Will your partner, will you partner with him for divine reversals? Hear the decree of the Lord. Take up the call to intercede, to intervene, and to interrupt the enemy's plans. Spend your favor both with God and with your fellow human beings. Write a new decree over your life, your family, and your city. Fight back using your spiritual weapons in the spiritual battle. Revine, receive divine reversals. Reversals in health. See, we're, we've become too complacent. Can you agree with me? We're letting too many things roll, roll right over us. Or don't you think we are? How, how many of you have gotten good at accepting the way things are? Don't raise your hands. It's just how it is. 
right? Everything from the government to the neighbor. I mean, it's just how it is. We're complacent. Well, I'm, you know, I'm tolerating. I'm putting up with things. And we tolerate sickness, old age, whatever that is supposed to be, um, you know. We, we, we get good at accepting them. That's not really the plan. Plan is to overcome and see how, how deep the rabbit hole goes of faith. What can we come out of and change and transform? Uh, Phyllis and I are practicing this right now. I mean, something's, something's always coming, yes? A problem, a, a situation. It's so easy for us. I mean, it's the only thing that's hard in, our, in the ministry in our life is picking up things and, and carrying burdens. And it, it just happens as soon as we hear something, and if we don't process it right, it's right there we pick it up and and the evidence is here's the tell we begin to worry about something or someone i mean it doesn't even have to be personal you pick it up it's a marriage it's someone's financial situations it's somebody's whatever you know it's always something uh, and you're not doing good in the ministry if you're worrying a lot if you're carrying a lot of burdens, that's not Christianity. There, we have to learn this, you know, I don't know, it's like kung fu fighting or something. We, know how, we need to know how to, you know, wax on, wax off or something. But this thing of just letting things boom, 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 impact you and hit you that are negative and hopeless. And learn, we were just practicing this last night. It's like, no, Phyllis, here's, we're going to make a decree. Make a decree. We have, we have to encourage one another, yeah? It's so easy to complain. It's so easy to worry. It's so easy to like, oh, we've got to figure this out. No, it's not even mine to figure out. But instead, to in faith, release a word of faith, that a change is coming, that wisdom is coming. There, just that. Just learn how to go, Lord, send wisdom. It gets us off, gets it off of you to be wise, to have all the answers. There's no award for that anyway, so. And then find somebody that agrees that you have wisdom, you know. But rather to make that de declaration. Doesn't even take a long ordeal of prayer. Just make the declaration. You've got authority. Like just stand in a place of authority and be the boss. I've got a five-year-old that thinks he's a grandson that thinks he's the boss. He practices being the boss. I call him King Jace. He calls me Butler Papa. You know, I mean, that's how far this deep this rabbit hole goes, you know. If you can't beat it, like I, you know. We were playing this whole game, you know. I'm not, I think I was playing a game. I'm not sure. But the little, I don't know what, the, you know, he's got, he's got something, though. He, he knows how to just stand in his position, not do anything, and, hey, order this, order that. Order that. I mean, laugh at him, like. Just give him a platform. He'll stand on it and start. Da, 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 da. 
maybe that's all for a lot of our prayer, man. Let's, let's get together and just get our six shooters on and, you know, and just boom, 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 boom. Just make decrees. Just make declarations. Just declare the right thing, the hopeful thing. Like, oh, don't you have to agonize over that? No, not really. Be healed. You know, pray prayer for healing. I think I ranted on this a little bit. I'm still trying to get there. Just declare it. Sit, wait on the Lord for a moment, go, be healed. We're always kind of like, I know, I can't get out of the habits, the old habits, the old mindsets of saying the right thing and trying, you know, and it's, we're always trying to figure out what's really happening. And, you know, you've got a pain here. It must be coming from there. It's like, stop it. If, you, if you're going to pray, just pray. That's not about figuring it out. And if you want to just ask for wisdom, if you get a word of wisdom, now that will have power. So differentiate your flesh from having a word of wisdom because the word of wisdom probably won't make any sense. You'll be embarrassed. Um, I got this. I'm embarrassed to say it. Go, go, spit it out. You know, don't keep us in suspense. And if it's a word from wisdom, it'll go, it just right to the mark. I can talk about Diane. She's not here. Does she not have a way of coming and ding? I've watched her over just quietly. No one knows. She'll walk up to somebody, whisper in their ear, walk back away. They're like, oh, you know. Those are, those are darts of truth, of wisdom, of impact. She doesn't agonize over it first. She just... Gets a, and many of you function of gifts, and you function those gifts. And, and let's, let's function in our gifts, not in our flesh. Especially not in our Christian flesh. flesh. It stinketh. You, you know it's bad. Like Phyllis and I like to sit down at night sometimes and watch television. We look for these things on up and the different names pure and all those things and honestly we've shut off several of those programs because the christianity they're support they're promoting i can't stand it it's like it's this wisdom of no power no i'm like just stop i can't i can't do this we're both like We're, we're to be cutting edge, man. We're supposed, we're to be live action like, you know, the turtle man. Like, we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to have it together. And, and have fun and just like be alive. That's what we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to look like gurus walking around. Like, there's a, there's a be, be alive. Be full of life. Like, Sometimes I start dreaming about just being a happy person. Like, now that is bad when you start dreaming about that. It just shows you how much we're carrying around. We're like, what would it be like if I just, you know, was just in a different realm all the time? Why not? I'm definitely making improvements. I'm getting closer. But there's this, there's this thing. 
I'm believing the power of divine reversals. We have, we have authority. We have permission from heaven. This is a released word already that stuff in your life can be reversed. And it is absolutely accurate and, and scriptural. So today with me, I want you to repeat this declaration. Stand up. I'll, I'll give you a short burst. It's like, it's like at the weddings. Don't, don't put too many, you know, the couple always say, don't, don't make too long of statements, you know, because they're nervous and it's hard to remember all that stuff. So short burst. You ready? Let's make a declaration for our lives. This is my time of divine reversal. Whatever the enemy has meant against me for evil is being turned for my good. Whatever schemes the enemy has formed in secret will be uncovered and boomerang back on his own head. I will spend my favor and expect to see new open doors of opportunity so I can advance the kingdom of God and my destiny. I will write new decrees and join them with my prayers of intercession To see breakthrough happen. God will turn my mourning to dancing. My sorrow to joy. My sickness to health. My lack to abundance. My doubt to faith. God is turning things around for me. Amen. 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 Many of you needed to declare that. Thank you, Father. Father, now let this be. Let this be out of our hearts. You released us to fight the fight, to stand, to stand our ground and stand where you've placed our feet and where you've placed us to stand. So I ask for grace to be over everyone, a grace of faith, the favor to be on people's lives, for us to understand the favor that we have in heaven, to come boldly, to come alive and make de declarations, good declarations about the problems that are all around us in other people's lives to just release words. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. I've been going through uh, Benny Johnson's book on the power of communion. Um, and it's interesting because her and her and Bill for a while um, years ago were going through um, a phase where they would they would I think it was many years where they would actually take communion every every single day. And so um, through that, she really emphasizes um, kind of two main facets, and it's it's remembering the, the body and blood 
that was shed for us on the cross. But the other side of that is, is for yourself to come into alignment with the victory over sin, over darkness, and over death. And then she goes even further, and there's, there's really four main areas uh, that she sees the application of this resurrection power uh, through communion. And um, so what she talks about is, is healing, the area of healing, deliverance, the area of warfare, and then experiencing the presence of God. Uh, so today, as we receive, I, I really wanted to, to take one of those areas, pick one, and as you receive, go after something. Use the resurrection power to go after something in your life in one of those areas, to tap into the power in healing, in deliverance, to use the power of authority in warfare to expand the kingdom or to just experience the presence of God. So Father, as we receive today, yes. we know that today is special because you're here. You're here at this communion table that sits between heaven and earth. And we know that there's power here. We're just declaring your power as we receive from your son. We thank you today that you sent your son for us, that you sent your son for healing, for deliverance, to enable us to have warfare, to experience your presence through your spirit, God. We're just believing in that today. We're believing for miracles. Thank you, Father. Amen.